get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid Telling all my people's look, let's get paid Asking no boss, man, can I get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid They tell me, clever man, come on, you think too much Where you been, I ain't heard you spit in months Did you hang it up? Did you fall off the floor when you lose in the crush? Yeah, such and such, man, it's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind in Atlanta Trying to build a shot, real talk These days it's hard to stay sober Switching time zones with the four hour late Over fifth stop, I flush out Red from the doja I cry hard cause I can't flow in the soda You can tell I'm clever doja You in the corporate office somewhere over there You with a Range Rover This is getting colder And I ain't got time and I got a shot Email me in October I'm telling all my people Look, let's get paid Asking all boss, man, can I get a raise? Not far from a star, two steps from a slave number one source for knowledge in the information age high frequency radio network Ever so, so gentle. Gentle. We 
reach up and snatch that bread. It's a fam fed. Get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would if they had the chance. Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance. Damn, all I can be, I am more than a man. Y'all don't understand. Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question. And all I see is me. Father told me long ago ain't nothing free, so I was offered that cheese like a new kid. It's a revolution, so everyone be crucial I can never break, you will never see me do so Resolution, I will always be on top like revolution Got the light cause I'ma shine bright Pump the music baby, it's a revolution Feel the music baby, it's a resolution Pump the music baby, it's a revolution Rain in the windshield, the wiper blades Got me dazing off and out of space Working out my next chest move a hole in the game to break through In the meantime, I just grind and play through Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shot you Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise The face and egos so are much better than you My flow is clever, fine, so I can never lose And you know it won't stop Till a brother talking shop In an office with a view And a 30-story drop And a pretty girl or two Saying, man, we take your shoes Clever, welcome to the top Cause I need that grave in Checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You been listening to Long Road Home This DJ Foo, Candy Music Quicken Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Foo Hit clever, hit clever
my mind Feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line
How you doing? I trust you are. Luxurious, I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation. Here on High Frequency Radio Network. You know the drill. This is the Foundation. And we are high frequency. We understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So this is where we get down with that get down and we apply correct information correctly. <laughs> if you understand what I mean, I want to start off by saying all thanks, honors, and praises due to the Creator. You know, ancestors, the parentals. As I welcome you to another episode of the Foundation Two, tonight's episode is simply, simply put, the personal credit episode. I trust you will. I trust you will enjoy. But let's get down. I want to say big up, shout out, salute to my big brother spiritually. The uncle of the conscious community, Yusuf L. High Frequency Radio Network, creator, created, crafted. I mean, it was, it was, it, it's a wonderful creation, you know? SPCUniversity.com if you're looking to get down with that secured party creditor position. I know I say it all the time, but you know I can't stress it enough. You know, SPCUniversity.com. I think it's I think it's a I think it's glorious and marvelous what was going on over there, you know. Shout out to the brother Yusuf L. Also, would like to welcome you to check out welcome to the foundation.com. Sign up for that email list. I would like to congratulate the winner of the five-year anniversary trustee training giveaway. I think it was the first of its kind. Obviously, I mean, it's the first five years. Might have. I mean, okay, maybe, maybe. No, I think it's the first of its kind. So, congratulations. I'm not going to say your name. You know, we private over here, respectfully, but shout out to you. And, you know, I trust that you enjoy the training and you are able to pick up and giddy up, giddy up, get down with this stuff, you know, because that's what we're looking to do here at the foundation with this information that we put out, you know, trustee training, everything that's available at welcometothefoundation.com. Speaking of, sign up for the email list when you check it out. Make sure you get those exclusive offers and content and events. I think the yeah, I'm positive. I'm pretty positive. The fifth anniversary giveaway was, you know, mainly revolved around emails, email lists and stuff, you know? Because that's what it's all about. You know, let's 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 get into touch. Let's 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 contact each other. Let's, you know, let's have a dialogue. I know, you know, I've been here for years just talking, 
for hours. But, you know, I can listen. I'll listen, too. As well as, you know, check out that PDF section at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. You know, free, free information, you know. Just go grab it. And then don't... Here's, here's what I suggest you don't do. What I suggest you don't do is... Refuse or irresponsibly assign some value or lack thereof to free PDFs available on the website. Now, this brother be shouting out every time he does his, you know, internet radio show. He thinks he's got the juice. I do not, but I know those PDFs are free. I mean, if you got an internet connection with most of us, you know, I mean, you, hey, you get the you get the picture, right? I'm just trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you out. You can check out the education education section at welcome to the foundation.com. We got the Foundation Trust Primer, over 18 hand handpicked documents. The handpicked, you know, people over the years. I've had a lot of people contact me and say, hey, so. Where do I start if um you know I just I just caught your show and uh you know I uh never even heard of the stuff that you're talking about and, and this is overwhelming you know what what I'm taking in so wh- where would I start where, where would you say that I start that's that's the foundation trust primer right there you know that's now I can say that instead of being like, oh, let me come up with a list. And then I don't come with the list and then I feel bad because I forgot. And I don't want people to think that I'm just being a hater because I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm mildly forgetful and extensively, you know, consumed with activity. Some would say busy. But that's it. The trust primer, if you, if you, if you don't know where to start, that's where I would start. And you got the Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. You know, just think, uh, you know, oh, what, beginner, intermediate, and more advanced. Uh, presentations, P- PDF, there's visuals, there's the Supreme Court case citations with actual citations, you know. People try to keep those. They're like, you know, oh, it's uh, Edwards versus the Commissioner. You know, how many Edwards versus the Commissioner? You know, what, what's the... What's the actual citation? Oh, I don't have it on me right now. But, hey, they're right there. In the Foundation Trust series, we get from from the beginning and then even into, I would say, more advanced economic or financial long-term multi-generational wealth planning, planning and, you know, income produce producing, uh, you know, activities, you know, investments, so on and so forth, you know, hey, what can I say, this is the public, I gotta be careful what I say out here, you know, I don't know if you know, but I know, but I gotta be careful what I say, but that's the Foundation Trust Series, I invite you to check that out also, we got the Foundation, I appreciate the brother, it's been the second since I talked to him, I'm actually gonna reach out to him, but, brother Chris L came through, you know, Passport No Social, Part one, passport, no social. Part two, how to obtain it, how to use it. You know, it, it wasn't no. Oh yeah, here, here's the 
here's the passport no social and you know you got to give me another hundred and two hundred dollars for the documents no 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 he showed the doc- actual document you know on the video you could just pause it take a screenshot or you know well whatever uh a visual audio grab i don't know what's, what's happening these days but you can do that dance and you know it's very instructive informative it hey you know if the foundation is rocking with it then it must be kind of you know hey must be kind of you know kind of legit but that's what you can check out in the education section also at welcome to the foundation.com you got the facebook the instagram the twitter if you would like to get with us on those platforms also you can make a donation as well as book a consultation all at the same spot welcome to the foundation.com i feel like y'all be saying that saying this stuff with me sometimes some of y'all just be like man he be saying the same thing yes i do yes i do i apologize i want to say peace peace to all the listeners i try to be consistent you know I, I really do. All the live listeners, you know, all y'all, live listeners, what else we got? Live callers, live internet listeners, because you can do that too. The archive listeners, the listeners from podcasts, MP3 listeners, that be downloading it. Off the, hey, however you check out the show, I want to say peace to you. And then the peace to all the trustees and private trustee training here at the foundation. As well as any, you know, anyone investing in their private education. I got to, you know, salute. I definitely got to salute. Outside the foundation, it's fine. I want to say peace to everyone that we have done business with in the private, here at the foundation, as well as anyone who has sent an email, well wishes, current event. You know, someone just saying, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Or anyone who is otherwise added or contributed to the foundation, shout out to you, whether you day, whether whether we, you know we spoken recently or not. I love all y'all. So with that being said, let's jump into this to this foundation dance. I got the look. We got the. Uh, I'm telling you, personal credit episode. But you know we gotta get these kind of events. I think I missed y'all last week. You know we just we just missed each other, I guess. But this week I gotta tell y'all something. So I want to start off with some I don't know what you call it good news. I think it's good news. Rapper Snoop Dogg acquires debut label Death Row Records. Man, that's kind of dope. That's all I'll say on that. But you know my man, my man Snoop's balling out of control. Let me just let me just say that. And I mean you ain't. <clears throat> Let me just keep that to myself. Look, CNN business, fast food prices are jumping. They could go even higher. So not even, this is a trend. Not even, look, buying a burrito bowl or burger will hit your wallet a lot harder these days. What's happening? An order at Chipotle cost about 10% more than it did a year ago, the restaurant chain said, when reporting earnings on Tuesday. That means that if a steak burrito costs $8, excuse me, dollars, this time in 2021, it's now $8.88. It's not the only fast food option to get more expensive. McDonald's, Starbucks, 
Both have upped their prices. McDonald's up in prices about six last year, while Starbucks hiked prices in October and again in January. So far, that hasn't hit sales. Chipotle reported revenue of two billion. Bang bangers for the final three months of 2021, beating expectations. Comparable restaurant sales climbed more than 15%. Shares of the company are up six and a half percent in pre-market trading. That was, you know, that was that was yesterday. Quote: We're pretty fortunate with the pricing power that we have. Our brand is really strong. End quote. This is Brian Nicole Nickel Mitchell Mitchell. Look. One of those works, right? You, y'all know I try. Eating out has been a significant component of surging inflation. Food away from home got about 6% expensive last year, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Bottom line, you know, I don't know. If you if you listen to the foundation, you knew inflation was coming. CNN businesses do that dance back to back. Here's one. Reason people hate this economy, despite low unemployment, a return of the misery index. Interesting, the best labor market most workers have ever experienced in their lives right now is happening. So why are so many Americans feeling gloomy about the state of the U.S. economy? The simple answer is, you guessed it, inflation, as measured by the CPI, or Consumer Price Index, which is showing the fastest rate of price increases in nearly 40 years. It was 30 years a couple weeks ago. It was almost 30 years. Now now it's 40 years to see how much economic pain that is causing. It's useful to look at another economic measure from that earlier era, the Misery Index. I would get fired. If I was like a newscaster, they'd fire me. They'd fire me. I would, because I, you know, I'd read the prompter, and then I'd say more. That was on. The Mercury Index was created by Arthur O'Coon, a top economic advisor to President Lyndon Johnson. That was a while ago. It became more widely known in the 1970s and early 1980s. It adds together two measures of economic pain, the unemployment rate, and the CPI's measure of inflation. To create a single number, the lower the number, the un, I'm sorry, the lower the number, the happier the consumers. And voters were likely to be. The higher the number, the more unhappy. Right now, the measure stands at a, at a level Americans haven't consistently seen since the Great Recession and the years that followed. Man, what was, what was that? 76? We'll see. The misery index has been in double digits since April, standing at 11% or higher since December. The next CPI report is tomorrow, and things aren't going well. Fox Business Financials energy sectors most at risk from Fed rate hikes. Investment strategists say it's a uh, it's a big oopsie, <laughs> but we'll see. We got the White House braces for another brutal inflation report. Economists expect. The January inflation report to show the prices jumped by 7.3%. The Biden administration is already in damage control mode ahead of the newest inflation data out this week that is expected to bring another jaw-dropping figure as the price of everyday consumer goods soared higher. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki (laughs) told reporters today that 
Administration officials expect a high year-over-year inflation reading when the Consumer Price Index report is published tomorrow. Thursday morning, the White House has said that individuals should focus on the month-over-month increase rather than the annual jump, considering what we've seen over the last year. Don't worry about how much prices are in the stores compared to how much prices were in the stores last year. Don't worry about that. Worry about how much prices are today in, in the stores versus they were last month. How about that? It makes you feel better. <laughs> I'm moving forward, man. I can't take it. What we got? We got uh, Reuters.com, Unicredit. Look, and I'm jumping back and forth because, you know, I got that ADD dance. I'll be that a lot. But rock with me because I'm, I'm paying attention to this. Unicredit set to sell 2 billion euros in impaired loans. To Dutch-owned Prelios, sources say, Italian bank Unicredit plans to sell around 2 billion euros, which is 2.29 billion dollars, in impaired debt to bad loan specialist Prelios after halting the process to hire a debt recovery firm for the portfolio. Three sources close to the matter said today, look, you may be like, well, who was that matter, man? These banks are having problems. That's what's the matter. You know what I'm saying? Look, panic-stricken ECB, European Central Bank, struggles to regain control of markets. This is Reuters again. As guardians of stability in prices and financial markets, the last word central bankers want to be associated with is panic. Yet that is precisely the term used in two top European Central Bank watchers to describe the message communicated by ECB President Christine Lagarde since she opened the door to rate hike in 2022 to curb record high inflation. And check this out. European Central Bank is very much no different than the United States Central Bank. We got these worldwide connected markets of goods and services, pretty much, and worldwide connected markets of, more importantly, financial markets. And uh, it's, um, it's, um, it's not looking good. Quote, there can only be one conclusion. Communication mission failed. This is from patience to panic, ING's economist Karsten Bretsky said on Twitter. He drew a contrast with Lagarde's predecessor, who in 2012 famously quashed speculation about a breakup of the euro with just three three words, whatever it takes, blah, blah, blah. We're going to write, we're going to write, but things aren't looking good. European banks fear global payment system is at risk in Russia, Ukraine crisis. Look, I don't really get political, but people are paying attention to this. And, you know, what's, what's it over? What's going on? Well, I think Ukraine used to be a part of Russia or the USSR. I don't know. You should check that out. But from what I understand, Ukraine was trying to join NATO. And Russia was like, nah, son, that ain't going to happen. We'll, we'll bomb Russia. You know what I'm saying? Well, we're going to jump you. We're going we're gonna to jump you like it's 96. Check it out. Italy's, nope. Yep, Italy's credit has backed out. I'm sorry, Italy's Unicredit has backed out of a potential acquisition in Russia and Austria's Raffeson Bank International RBI, man, these words, has set aside risk provisions for possible sanctions 
on Moscow as fears mount that Russia will invade Ukraine. What banks now fear most is that Russia may be banned from a widely used payment system, bankers said, with one describing such move as an atomic bomb for the industry because it would prevent the repayment of debt. So this is the system they're talking about is the SWIFT system. The SWIFT system is the international payment systems, basically. It's owned by the United States, and it's denominated in dollars. And, you know, it's, it's one of the economic uh, war tools, I would say, that is used by the United States against other countries. I'm, I'm, I hate to laugh because it's terrible. But either way, mm, this is what these – And um, so you got that. You got uh, banks are starting to sell debt, billions of dollars in debt to collection agencies. I mean, come on. Banks in Italy, France, and Austria are the most exposed international lenders to Russia. So you got Italy, France, and Austria as part, you know, I, I know France and Italy is part of the EU, and that's the ECB, Europe, European Central Bank. I don't think Austria is, but I could be wrong, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm a stupid American. Where do I go? Italian and French banks each had outstanding claims of about $25 billion, man, on Russia. According to figures from Bank for International Settlements, or BIS, Austrian banks had $17.5 billion. That compares with $14.7 billion for the U.S. Ooh, what? Man, Russia owes the U.S. billions, player? How's that? Man, geez, I know I don't do politics. I don't, yeah, don't buy me, player. I ain't got nothing. European lenders... With subsidiaries in Russia are most at risk of sanctions, according to J.B. Morgan Research. The investment bank study points to a handful, including Unicredit, RBI, Francis, Societe Generale, and ING of the Netherlands, as having notable exposure to Russia. Uh, I don't know. Chipotle CEO says overall food prices are about 10% higher. Yeah. Back to that, aren't we? That's crazy. China's authorities, and, you know, pay attention to this, in my opinion, you know, because this may be an indication that things aren't really going to plan. Hold on. China's authorities need to find more creative ways to get more digital yuan users says a Chinese professor Winston Ma of the New York University School of Law discusses China's efforts to get more people to use the digital currency and what its central bank's ultimate plan is for the digital currency are you interested you might be you might want to be Cambodia has a digital payment system now it's uh, sweeping the countries at an alarmingly fast rate. That's all I want to talk about. That Turkey's inflation hits nearly 50%, highest in two decades. So, y'all see a pattern? It's not just the United States. And in some places where their currency isn't valued as high as U.S. dollars, euros, or pound sterlings. It's, it's rough on them. It's rough, up, rough on them. The annual inflation rate in Turkey has surged to a 20-year high of 48.7%. Man, what do you mean 20-year high? 
almost that's almost fifty percent state that was revealed despite months of assurances by the president Erdogan that the soaring figures were just temporary and that his government could ease the pain on the Turks weighed down by rising living costs. Oh, it's just temporary. Sounds like that other word that was being thrown around with, with the T. It started with a T. Oh, transitory. That's what it was. I almost forgot. No, I didn't because I heard it so many times. Inflation is going to be a transitory. It's going to be a transitory phenomenon. But look, man. CNBC January consumer inflation expected to rise by 7.2%, the highest since 1982. Was 1982 a good year? Economists are expecting another hot inflation report with the headline Consumer Price Index running at 7.2%. Core inflation, CPI, higher expectations, market excuse me, expectations for Federal Reserve rate hikes have been moving higher, particularly after the strong January employment report showing 467,000 payrolls were added in January and revisions of 709,000 jobs in November and December. I don't believe you. They were temp jobs and they got fired probably the first day. It's not cool. Quote, the market took the employment data as the all clear for pricing in the more Fed tightening this year. The market's pricing in five or 5.5 hikes. This is Tom Simmons, economist at Jefferies, who went on to say, I think if this number comes out higher than expected and it pushes the year-over-year number higher than 0.2%, that argues further for the Fed to be aggressive in short order. Yeah. So they want the Fed to raise these rates. I don't think it's going to end well. I don't, you know, but what do I know? I'm just some guy on the internet, right? On the webs. He's on the webs, man. CNBC homes are selling faster than ever before, and the spring market is just around the corner. Anyone out there searching for a new place to live knows there's not much to buy. Total supply and new listings are at record lows, and that means that what is on the market is selling fast, really fast. The average home spent just 61 days on the market, according to a January reading from Realtor.com. That is the fastest pace Realtor.com has recorded since it began tracking its metric in 2016. It's 10 fewer days than at the rate recorded in January 2021 and 29 fewer than the pace from 2017 to 2020. Homes sold even faster in several metropolitan markets in Nashville. The average went just 29 days in Denver, 35, and in Las Vegas, 38 days. While Seattle, the average home sales sells in 39 days. Markets in the South saw the biggest yearly decline in the number of days it took to sell a home, while meanwhile, markets like Minneapolis, Richmond, and what? Wait, I think it's Minneapolis. My bad. Yeah, that looks like Minneapolis. Huh. Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Richmond, and Washington, D.C. saw the time on the market increase slightly. It increased slightly. I don't know. 
It's not good. If you're looking to buy a home, it's not good. If you're looking to buy your first home, it's really not good. I apologize on behalf of the broken federal government and its subsidiaries. But I claim no accountability. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't, you know, I didn't do it. Oh, I hate to pour it on you. CNBC, the American dream of the middle class isn't what it used to be. The middle class was once a symbol of the American dream, representing financial security and the opportunity for a better future. But that portrait of the American middle class is quite different today. Quote, it was at least a secure category. And quote, this is Alyssa Court, author of Squeezed, Why Our Families Can't Afford America. Who went on to say, but there are certain kinds of assumptions around being a middle class person and that have shattered over the past 10 to 15 years. What is she talking about? Some middle income households and experts believe a lack of supporting policies might be to blame for the drastic changes. There is no help whatsoever, according to Chantel Jacob, a middle income parent from the suburban Texas, who went on to say there's no policy in place to assist people. And I feel like as soon as you get a job, as soon as you're working, that's just, that's all you need. A job, you got it. Go forth and have it. End quote. It's uh, the Biden administration. It's, it's a set. It, look, uh, look. Uh, all right, the Biden administration has been pushing for several bills aimed at supporting middle-income households, including the one trillion bipartisan infrastructure legislation passed in. November 2021 and the Build Back Better Act currently stalled in prog- prog- whoops, in progress in Congress. Why was that difficult? But observers say it might not be enough to save the middle class from the economic hardship now and in the future. Hmm. Man. Ooh, CNBC. Hey, you want some good news? Here's how much you can make and still pay 0% in capital gains taxes. Now, first of all, I want to pre- pretense this. Capital gains taxes uh, gains off investments. It's not income from your job. It's not even a business income. It's income from investments. But I'm not, you know, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an attorney. I don't give legal advice. I don't know what I'm talking about. I could be lying. You know, I could be sitting in a mental hospital right now and they only give me two hours a week and I choose two hours a week on the computer so I can do this. <laughs> what if that was for oh man, that's funny. <laughs> are you are you are you expecting a tax bill for selling stocks or crypto in twenty twenty one? You may qualify for the zero percent long term gains on your capital gains, depending on taxable income according to financial experts. Blah blah blah. Basically, they got a table. What are they saying? If you're single, you could make up to forty thousand four hundred dollars from selling Bitcoin or stocks. And if you're married, y'all could make up to eighty thousand eight hundred dollars and pay zero percent in capital gains. Well, specifically long-term capital gains because you know I want to specify so yeah I don't know I don't know they might, they might apply to you I just want to you know 
sounded cool. Reuters.com, Toyota and Honda upbeat on profits. Why? Customers are paying more for scarce cars. Toyota and Honda Motor were upbeat about their full-year profit prospects Excuse me, today as tight vehicle supplies caused by a chip shortage allowed Japan's two biggest automakers to charge their customers more. Hmm. So do they need to or is it allowed them to? That's interesting. Reuters.com, Fed hopes economy is on the cusp of inflation slowdown. As rate hikes looms. Oh, yeah, I bet you they do. I bet you they hope. Just like they hope that inflation was transitory. My bad. This is low blow, isn't it? At this, at this time, it's low blow. At this point, it's like being a dead horse, as they say, right? New data suggests there's an expectation to show U.S. inflation is still at multi-decade highs. But Federal Reserve officials are holding out hope that the peak may be near. <laughs> Quote, there is some evidence we are on the cusp of inflation that begins to ease, perhaps by mid-year. Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostic said in an interview with CNBC today. In separate comments, Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester said she also expected inflation to ease this year as the Fed steadily tightens credit. Okay. Well, We'll see. Prices, inflate. it might, it might, you know, they might raise inflation, crash the market. <laughs> and then liquidity dries up and banks aren't loaning. There's no money. And some of your credit card company lowers your credit limit. It happens. Now, there's no credit or a lot less available credit. And yeah, in that, in that environment, prices will come down. <laughs> they have to. Like, uh, I can't sell anything. I got to charge less. Oh, wow. Check it out. Reuters.com's new Sony AI, artificial intelligence, beats humans in a racing game. Sony said today has created an artificial intelligence agent called Gran Turismo Sophie that was able to beat the world's best drivers of the PlayStation racing simulation game, Gran Turismo. To get GT Sophie ready for the game, different units of Sony brought in fundamental AI research, a hyper-realistic real-world racing simulator, and infrastructure for massive-scale AI training, the company said in a statement. The AI first raced against four best Gran Turismo drivers in July, learned from the race, and outperformed the human drivers in another race in October. Ugh. Oh, it's just they're just you know, they're just making AI just to race people in games. They're not going to take any jobs. SpaceX will lose up to forty satellites that it launched due to a solar storm. Not could says will. It's interesting, and this is you know, probably like I don't know about crypto just being everything because you know you need the internet connection. You need you need a device, you need power, you need to remember your password or passphrases or whatever they're called. You need, you need a battery player. What if you have a battery? And then your SpaceX satellite goes out due to a solar flare. Could you imagine that? Hey, 
hey, baby, I'm sorry I didn't call you back. There was a solar flare, and I couldn't. <laughs> no, look, <laughs> I'm done. Up to 40 of SpaceX's Starlink satellites are expected to fall out of orbit thanks to some inopportune timing. The company lost the satellites directly into a solar storm. A batch of 49 Starlink Internet satellites were on SpaceX's latest launch, launch on February 3rd. Man, latest launch launched? Okay, cool. And now the company is expecting to lose most of them because they hit a space weather event known as a geomagnetic storm. This event occurs when streams of charged particles or solar winds emitted from the sun interact with Earth's magnetic field. The energized particles can heat up the upper atmosphere, causing it to thicken. In this case, the storm impacted the area of the orbit where SpaceX's newest star satellites were deployed, and it made the atmosphere dense enough that the satellites weren't able to maneuver their way up into their intended orbit. It's not clear how large the financial impact will be. SpaceX has not shared how much it costs to build a Starlink satellite, though the company's president, Gwen Shotwell, said in 2019 that the price was well below $1 million apiece. Ah, don't worry about it. It's well below. Well below. It's only 900, um, $975,000. That's well below a million, right? But listen, that's, a, that's it. That's it. That's it for current events. Appreciate you sticking around. Look, let's jump into this personal credit episode. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You hate credit. You hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't currently hate it, but I hated it. At one point in time in my life, I was like, man, pump that ain't. Here, some new credit. I'm a border. I'm a border. But you know, hey, as I learned and I matured in my financial prestige and education, I realized that credit is a very important part. Excuse me, important part. I mean, important part of your financial. Maneuvering stability and you know, I've had guests mainly my brother Tron on speaking about credit. But I anyway, I did some stuff what we do. We was on what were we on? Club was that Clubhouse? It was on Clubhouse. It was right, it was Clubhouse, right? Yeah, it was Clubhouse. But it was last week. You know, and we did a little dance on credit, and yeah, it went over well, you know. So, this isn't me saying, oh, you know, hey, look, I can help you with your credit, because I can't, I can't help you with your credit. Sorry. I help myself. I got, um, you know, information here and there. I also went to a seminar, paid bread, flew out, and went to a seminar twice. Read a lot about it. And personally, I've you know, been able to improve my own credit score. So this is me speaking on my experience, you know, not to speak against anyone because, you know, that's my guy. But this isn't one of those situations where we're just going to get all into the dance, I would say. 
but it will definitely be informative. So, look. This is let me let me explain something to you. This is this economic system is debt based. Okay? So it's debt based. Money is created when debt is created. You know, debt and money, so called money, currency, let's be honest. Or, you know, the bifurcation of what is value in this economic system, okay? So that's number one. Number two, you got to understand. So with that being said, there's a credit and debit system. Credits and debits. That's all just all we're dealing with, credits and debits. All right? It's public. Then, then from there, you have to understand that there are times in life when you make a little less money. Entrepreneurs, you understand. There's, there's times of the year you like money's money's tight. It's tight. There's also, for those of you who work jobs and you say, I get a paycheck every two weeks, player. What you ain't talking to me? Well, look, check it out. Look, there's times, you know, the, the, the water heater might bust. Maybe your transmission went out. There's an emergency that you got to take care of. And it really limits your cash flow. This this is going to happen in this system. This is going to happen. Limitations in cash flows. Unless you're like a big conglomerate company like Apple, but even then. You know, they're like, oh, Apple has this much available in the cash. Well, a lot of that's accounted for or called for or as a hedge against something else, you know, and that's just life. I would say ultimately the markets are a macro picture of the microcosm of a, of a community. Bottom line, look. Things happen, even if you get a steady paycheck, even if, you, even if you have savings, you know. And then beyond that, let's step above that. There's opportunities, you know. Maybe, you, you know, you're going to get your hands on this, these, these educational tapes or some, something. I don't know, man. I'm thinking right here. I'm just, I'm just going off the top, man. Well, but then, you know, it, it, on a Wednesday – before payday, there's a 24-hour hour sale on what you're trying to buy, but you don't have the cash. There's a lot of other scenarios that come up that you wouldn't understand. All I'm trying to say is that credit is important. It's important. It's not a, it's not a thing where you're less of this or of that because you utilize credit. Credit is a tool. It's really important. So, next, you got to understand if you do have credit, you got credit cards and whatnot, it's not your money. It's not your money. It's not yours. And if you don't utilize credit cards correctly, you might as well have went to the store and whatever you bought, whatever they said, hey, it's 
That'll be fifty six seventy five. Might as well give them a hundred. Might as well give them two hundred because that's essentially what's happening. Whatever you put on a credit card and don't pay off before the billings statement, before the time where they start charging interest, you are paying more for whatever you charged on there. You just you just going back in time and just being like, here, take some more of my money. But essentially, they don't get it. The merchant doesn't get it. They have to pass. It's going to the credit card company. So, the thing with credit cards is you do not carry a balance. You don't. You don't. The credit card game. And I'm not giving legal advice. I ain't, I'm not telling you what you do. Financial advice, nothing. Don't do this. I'm telling you what I understand. The credit card game is this: you get the entry cards, right? The visas and the MasterCards and stuff, and they they suck pretty much. The 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 what you call them? Secured cards, if you have to. That they, they they're horrible, all right? It's not even fun, but you have to understand the long game. The long game is to work your way up. For me, in my personal view, there's three tiers to credit cards. One, two, and three. Third tier is like premium. Premium. You know, the second tier is like, okay, you gotta give you some points and some cash back. The first tier, you ain't gonna get no cash back. And if it is, it's very minuscule. And you're not getting any benefits. Like you're not getting free Uber credits or something like that. That's that's not what's happening. So the first first level the first credit cards you get, you're not gonna be glamorous or marvelous or spectacular or anything like that. They're not, but that's, that's part of it. That's part of it. And then from there, you work your way up to more, what was known as prestigious credit cards. And the thing of it is, what are you doing with credit cards? There's two things you're doing, two main things you're doing. The first main thing you're doing with credit cards is a, you are buying or charging things that you already have the money for. And B, you are getting points or miles or reward points or cash back or something for purchases that you already make. And you'd be like, well, so it's only $1.70 cash back. Yo, that stuff adds up. You got you, you got to get food. You got to get gas. You, you, you would be surprised if you just if you just kept track of all of your purchases for a month kept all the receipts, put them in a the box, every single one of them. Would you like a receipt? Yes, I would. Thank you. Appreciate that. Have a good night. Keep them all. Put them in a the box, pull out your calculator, and out, add up all those receipts. You'd be like, man, oh, man, okay, man, I'm spending a lot of money. Where did my money go? I did it. Trust me. So you're using the credit cards for purchases that you can already, you, like, you have, the money's already in your account. And you, maybe maybe you logged in online and you set up the payment online. You don't even have to send in a check or anything like that. You make purchases that you can already pay for, period. So you're, you're earning points and reward points and so on and so forth. Now, when you get to the higher tier cards, there's purchase protection. There's theft protection. There's, there's protections for you know uh, Visa signature cards and Visa infinite cards that extend the warranty. If you break it or it's stolen, 
within a certain amount of time, they will give you a credit on the credit card. You get free satellite rate. You get you get a lot of perks. You get free flights and these types of reward points. You can fly to the Maldives. You can do what they call YOLO trips, right? Which is the Maldives or Bora Bora, stuff like that you thought you couldn't afford. You probably would ever, never be able to afford. I know I wouldn't, maybe. But these types of things can be done if you play this credit card game. Now, the second thing is beyond the protections of credit cards that they offer, you know, if you rent cars, certain credit cards, I think Infinite, Visa Infinite cards and above, they they have their own insurance, primary insurance. So you can decline their insurance and, you know, say, hey, no, I don't need the insurance. And if anything happens, if you get in an accident or whatever, the, the, the credit card would pay for it. There's a credit card, I think it's My American Express. Um, if you pay, if you buy your cell phone and pay for the cell phone bill with your credit card, they give you insurance on your phone. It's basically Apple Care. If anything happens to your phone, they'll give you a new phone, or they'll give you, a, you or give you a credit for the book of a new phone. I don't know how they do it. I never used it, but there's a lot of perks for these cards. And what for? For making purchases that you already make in your everyday life that you can afford. Number one. That's what they're for. I know that was a law number one, but that was all number one. Number two is for when things are tight. When things are tight. I mean, actual emergencies, like actual emergencies, not, you know, burn a hole in your pocket. You sitting there thinking of all these things you can charge up on this credit card because you have available money. That is something that you start need to probably start controlling if that is you. You know, you used to be me. I'm going to be honest. That's what I'm saying. I used to, man, burn up. Before I even got to me, I'm like, look, it's already gone. You spent, bro. I mean, hey, can't help you. But there's there's a type of discipline that must be adapted in order to fully utilize and be responsible with credit. So, you know, when things are tight, I don't know. There's an emergency, you need that your car fixed, your tire blows, and you get a tire. Those types of things are so much less stressful when you have available credit. And you know that you have credit. And you'd be like, well, I can't afford it. And I, you know, I can't pay that bill. Look, if it's an emergency, that's what the credit is for. In those situations, you pay the minimum payments. You might get take some interest hits or some, some something like that. But I mean, what? What's the deal? It's something that you otherwise would not have been able to done if you did not have the available credit. You would not have been able to get your car fixed. You would have lost your job. I've been in that situation. So number one, before I say anything, number one, you use credit for the benefits, credit cards, to, to purchase things that you already have the money for, and you will keep yourself out of trouble. There is no other reason. There's no reason. It is absolutely illogical to pay interest on money that you already have when you don't have to. But it absolutely makes sense. When you are in a financial bind, you drop. You were driving down ninety, and you you, you was driving really straight, and all of a sudden you see your wheel just go off to the right, and then the car just kind of you know hits the ground. You slide to the thing. You got you got work. Supervisors don't care. That's what the now. Like, I'm sorry, sir. The bill's gonna be four grand. But you've been working for over a year, and you have multiple credit cards that are ten thousand dollars. That's what credit's for. There's a, there's, 
you can basically purchase money that you don't have, but you pay a fee, and it's called interest. Look, I didn't get this financial education when I was younger. I had to learn this, man, but this is what I teach people who listen. This is what I teach my clients, and most importantly, this is what I teach my heirs, my successors, you know, the trustees, the successor trustees of the estate. And I think it's important to understand this. This is how wealthy and financially astute people use credit. We don't carry balances, man. It's ridiculous. Why am I going to pay money for my own money? It doesn't make any sense. But if I don't have the money and it's an emergency, okay, there's a price to pay for availability to to cash, to to have opportunity to keep my job, to have an opportunity to get on that flight and go see that family member when they are sick, you know, and be able to be able to move how I want to move because I have availability to credit. Now, if you can understand this, let's move forward. I'm sorry, but I had to say all that. I absolutely had to. Now, I'm not going to get into the straight up percentages. You know, people say this, people say that. The worst thing you can do is have a late payment on your credit, man. That's the worst thing. That's the absolutely worst thing. Now, you may say, so, I got late payments. Well, tough. Stop it. First of all, stop it. That's the first thing you do. Stop having late payments. I don't care if you're forgetful, you smoke a lot of tree, whatever. You can sign up for automatic payments. They automatically take out the the minimum balance, uh, the minimum payment. Now, look, you may be like, what? So, if I don't have the money, look, you need to, you know, kind of weigh the options. Would you rather get a late payment on your credit that affects your credit for the next seven years or get an overdraft fee from your account that you can pay whenever and it doesn't affect your credit hey the the choice is up to you it's all about being financially smart first because otherwise you know you're wasting time we're going to end up eventually wasting time so worst thing you can do is have a late payment on your credit, on your student loans, any of that stuff. Now, you, you know, you might be doing your dance, and, you know, if you're doing your dance with the, you know, with the with the SPC or whatever you're doing, I, hey, this probably ain't for you. But, worst thing you do is have a late payment. Number one. The second worst thing you can do after having a late payment, which is probably the first thing that's the worst thing that you could do, is have a charge off for some sort of collection. Now, I will tell you this, straight up, pause the music. I will tell you this straight up. If you understand the section on disputed debts in the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, even the look, the the bank itself, not not the debt collector but the bank itself backed off in a situation that I, you know I hey hey you know hey you know what I'm saying hey it wasn't me but hey I, you know hey I did that dance the bank itself it wasn't a third party it was the bank itself so look first of all if you have collections on your credit man I don't have a sheet to I don't have no template to sell you man I ain't got nothing to send you. And then they send the email to get to request, man. But 
Third-party debt collectors need to come off your credit, man. Third-party debt collectors, if they're if they're sending you information, they're sending you letters, you need to respond, first and foremost, because silence is acquiescence. And your lack of response allows them to get a default judgment, which allows them to put that on your credit in the first place. Now, if it's a credit card company or your mortgage company or something that you have an existing, ongoing relationship, commercial relationship with, that's something different, you know. But for sure, for sure, for sure, <laughs> those credit card, I'm sorry, those third-party debt collectors need to come off. You need to challenge them. You need to hit them up. Look, there's no way. You need to read on disputed debts. I'm telling you, you need to read that. You need, you need to read it. I did a show on it, I think. I don't remember. I don't know what it was, but man... It's it's very it's very simple, but they they write it in a very complicated way. I feel like it's done on purpose, but hey, whatever. You need to get them third parties, and look, they cannot verify the debt. And I'm gonna tell you this: I've seen debt validation lenders. You know what I mean? From these gurus, and I've had people, you know, trustees. I've had clients send me or show me these. Guru debt validation letters, man. It says nothing about that in disputed debts. It says verification, number one. So, you know, if you got one of them letters, you should probably check and see if it says validation. If it does, you should change that to validation. I'm sure that you would get a different response. But I'm going to tell you this. You ask for verification, what they're going to send you is a bunch of statements and some blah, blah, blah. That's not verification. I'm going to let you know. You need to understand what the legal definition of verification is. Thoroughly. 100%. Not just, oh, oh, I read it. Okay, so that, no. Understand that. I, you know, I'm giving you the juice. So, <clears throat> you, you stopped with the late payments if you had them. You signed up for the auto pay. You you got the third parties off off your credit report because they couldn't verify the debt because they couldn't verify the debt because they couldn't verify the debt <laughs> I'm telling you and your credit starting to look good and you're like oh I'm feeling good about myself feeling luxurious well look let's jump into it then right and I'm going to go over man we're going to be we're going we're gonna to chop it up for a little bit right here let me get into it, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling luxurious. I got some coffee. Hold on. Ooh, that's marvelous. Ooh. So, Symantec. Symantec. A lot of people, you know, hey, you know, the antivirus company, that's the newest entry on the block is credit reporting agency. They own, they're owned by Symantec. We're talking about SageStream, y'all. They have their own scoring system. That are usually 300 to 400 points under the other big credit reporting agencies. Some lenders will rescore your loan or charge you higher interest points, points on your credit cards. 
So the solution, first thing you want to do, first thing you want to do, first thing, yo, I got an alert, <laughs> I got an email, <laughs> I'm just going to let you, I'm sorry, I won't forget where, where I was at, I got an email, man, it was yesterday, two days ago, man, they're like, we have a, a credit alert, a credit alert, because you know, credit, and I looked at it, Man, I read the email. Man, you know, they told me the social security number has been found in the deep web, on the dark web. Like, word? This dark web, how'd you find it? <laughs> I'm just playing. Was that supposed to scare me? Am I, am I to be concerned? Identity theft? Probably. So, you know, even in my situation, in your situation, you should freeze. Freeze, do a security freeze on your on your on your sage stream. Sage uh, stream. Sage stream. Sage stream eight. Sage stream. Is it sage Sage stream? Security freeze. You can probably find it on their website where they be trying to hide that stuff. But don't give up. You want that luxurious credit, you gotta put in some work. Hands down. You want to freeze Sage Stream? You want to freeze LexisNexis? LexisNexis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and those, what is it? Innovis? Innovis? Microbuilt? I always forget one or two. And the secretary of the foundation, the trust, the trust she's a trustee that took on the sec- secretary pr- position. Under the trust, you know, just just to be clear, you know, I want to be clear. Don't make it seem like she's my secretary. She's not. She's not. She's the secretary. I ain't got no secretary. I ain't got it. But she'll always say, well, you know, you missed this one. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me. But, you know, Microbuilt, Sage Stream, LexisNexis, Innovis, I-N-N-O-V-I-S. I'm looking to see if she texted me. You want to freeze these things, man. Security freeze. You know, you, you may, you may, hey, I may, I, I may be the victim of identity theft, man. No, I might. I may. I may be. LexisNexis has a website, L-E-X-I-S, N-E-X-I-S. Not spell Lexus like the car, man. I messed that up. I tried. I, you know, they were showing me Lex bubbles and stuff. And then you you got those frozen. Now with those frozen, you you want to start uh, disputing things on your credit report. Right, don't dispute anything beforehand. Request verification from any creditors or alleged creditors and debt collectors, third party or otherwise. And remember, you know, once they cannot provide verification because they can't, you can use that lack of verification to start disputing things on the credit report. Now, this is a tedious, it's tedious, man. But it's necessary. It's worth it. Trust me. It's worth it. This is worth it. This this the first part is the grind part. 
and a lot of people fall off the wagon. He was just like having a conversation, like, "Yeah, man, we on the way." Hey! And, you know, just just laying on the ground, it's dusty, just getting further away, going midget. People fall off the wagon. So this is the the first part is the grind part. So you block you block the big big companies. Probably some of them you never even heard of. And then, and then, you want to start disputing things on your credit report, the negative instances on your credit report. It's worth it. It's worth it. Now, it's better to have one negative thing in your credit report than three or five. So if you get even two or three off and you can't get the other ones to stick, hey, you did a good job. But. Whether you stop there or keep going is on to you. Me, I keep going. I'm I'm relentless. Technically, they don't have permission to be reporting this stuff anyways, man. But I think that's something else. You know? And if you caught that, you caught that. So you want to start disputing your credit because, you know, they say, oh, we verified the information. They verified it with these companies that you already put a freeze on. Sage Stream, LexisNexis, Innovus. Micro built, you know these these different companies. Core Logic. She hit me up. The secretary keeps me on my toes here at the foundation. Core Logic, Sage Stream, Innovus, Lexus Nexus, Micro built. Booyakasha! I feel like I just did a good job. You know what I'm saying? You block those joints, right? You start disputing things, things start falling off your credit. Now, you're going to have to get a secured card. As soon as you can, you get a secured card. First place you should try is a place that you have a bank account with. If you don't have a bank account, you got to get one. If you can't get one, you got to check your check systems. Because check systems will tell you if you, you know, if you wrote, if you owe a bank, basically. If you owe a bank money, they put you in check systems, and no bank will give you a bank account unless them grimy banks that be trying to be predatory. They'll give you a bank account and hit you with $50 in fees every month. But real quick, we got a, about a minute left in the broadcast. I will go over. You're going to call in if you want to. You, or not, you know what I'm saying? Or not. Nah, nah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, just playing. 563-999-3625. Once again, 563-999-3625. But yeah, to continue, <clears throat> you have to get a secure credit card. And if you're in check systems, you got to check that, you know, hey, you got to pay them. You owe the bank $450, hey, every payday, pay them 25 And don't, oh, I'm going to hold it. And then I'm going I'm to pay it all at the same time. No, don't do that. Every paycheck, send them 25 You can send them 25 I ain't trying to hear it. Until you pay them off. Because you put it up, you put it up in the envelope. You know, by the time you get to two, two hundred, three fifty, you got to. You, hey, something happened, man. You got to spend the money. I'm telling you. So, send them a check for twenty five dollars, whatever bank you owe, so you can get out of check systems. That's important. A lot of people don't talk about this, but hey, it is what it is, player. Now, what's going on? With this electronics and stuff, man. They take it over. The robots, man. So, you're out of check systems, you got, you got a bank account, 
You go into the bank, you make your appointment, make sure you got your mask on because, you know, it's a panorama. And <clears throat> you want to open up a secure card. Now, I think, you know, most of the time the lowest is going to be $500. And, you know, I know, I know. You're going to be like, oh, man, $500. You know how much $500 is on my check? I do. I do. And it's, it's a sacrifice, you know. And for a lot of people, it's one of the hardest sacrifices. Because, you know, for a lot of people, we needed that $500. That was part of our budget. The good thing is, is once you put that $500 down or more, you can definitely put more. It's better if you put more because eventually they'll give you your money back. And that is your credit limit. You know, but... The good thing is, once you put that $500 down, you're not going to get that credit card, at least until you get paid next. So by then, you have figured it out. And that's one of the things I want to digress on is the ingenuity of the human in the human mind. I found that a lot of times when we place ourselves in situations where we have to perform, we perform. We figure it out. How many times have you starved to death? Huh? How many times have you died of thirst, man? Huh? There's so many things that you've overcome and you know been able to achieve just because you felt, believed, or knew that you had to. So if you can place yourself in that situation, in a situation where I have to do this, this is something that must be done, and I have to figure out how I can do this, you'll get it. You'll make it happen, it's going to be like blah, blah. So you, you, you got the $500 or more secure credit card. Now, I'm going to tell you this. This is how you do it. You get your paycheck, right? You get your paycheck. You got the $500 credit card, right? You you log in. You, you get your online account with your credit card set up, and you, and you set up the payment so you can pay online. And you, you, you type in the your the checking account number and blah 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 and you authorize it and then boom right and you get paid you got it you got groceries right and usually I you know I spend like three four hundred dollars on groceries every couple of weeks good well there you go that's what you're gonna do nothing else because what you want is transactions 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 Paid off, paid off, paid off, paid off, transactions, 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 and so on and so on. Paid off, paid off, paid off, zero, it hits zero, it hits zero, it hits zero. Now, some people will be like, oh, you know, you got to hold a balance, you're going to get a little bit. Look, man, do not carry a balance. Do not. I feel like these credit card companies know that the savvy savvy individual with their money understands that interest is a penalty. And I don't like penalties. You like penalties? But hey, you know, that's just me. In my experience, paid it off, paid it off, paid it off, paid it off. And I'm going to tell you what. They started upping the credit. 
without even, me even ask, asking. And some people say, you, you call and ask for credit limit increases every three months or six months or uh, whatever, you know, schedule. I don't, I don't know. I didn't do that. I've heard it for sure. Didn't do that. More often than not, your bank will have another, they'll have multiple credit cards that they offer. You want to get credit cards that do not have annual fees. You want to pay it off, pay it off, pay it off, pay it off. And once that negative history starts to get further and further in the past on your credit report, you will begin to get offers from bootleg credit card companies. And y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. They bootleg. You ain't heard of them. That's when you know that you're starting to make some progress. Now, from there, the different cars that you can get, you know, I'll name a few. Starter cards, Capital One, Platinum card, the Platinum card. You would think, oh, I'm not going to apply for the Platinum card because it's Platinum. Well, actually, Capital One Platinum card is their lowest tier card. They don't. That's the lowest tiers. Their lowest. It's not premium at all. Like I think it kind of throws people off. But you know, you got a you got a secured card. Even your credit was tore up, man. You got a secured card. And you've been with positive payment history on that secure credit card for like two, three months, you can get a Capital One Platinum, I guarantee it. Two, three months. You're going to see results two, three months. If you do what I'm saying, it's not going to be huge results. I'm not telling you to go add an authorized trade line and then go get the blah, blah. Look, I think that's unless you have an absolute plan, know what you're doing, you got a business plan, you got prospectus, you got investors and stuff like that, I think that's crazy. Because we end up in a bigger hole than we started most of the time. I've always been the kind of guy like a slow burn is better, you know, slow build, bubble slow. So that Capital One Platinum should be one of the first ones that you're looking for. Coles, Coles card, you know, Coles card. I've seen, you know, people in the credit game say, oh, you know, you don't want a department store card because it makes you look da da da. Look. It's a credit line. It's credit history. And, you know, at this level, we're not being picky. So Capital capital One Platinum, after you get your secured credit card, you know, you definitely want to do that. And you want to look into, you know, moving up from there. Now, inquiries. Inquiries on your credit report. Let me tell you this. If you applied for a card or something like that and you didn't get it, you need to dispute that inquiry. It shouldn't be on your credit report. You don't have a commercial relationship with that company. You need to get that inquiry off there. Get out of here. Now, they've made disputing of inquiries more difficult. I think um, Credit Karma used to let you do it on the app, and then they did the update. Now you can't do it on the app. They give you the address to send some mail. Whatever. To me, it doesn't matter, you know. Just print it off. Most of y'all have printers. If you don't have printers, most printers that's at your job. You know, I, I don't know. Use your ingenuity. But you know, you got to get those disputes off your credit. The ones that you know you didn't they didn't give it to you. They sent you a letter. Oh, I'm sorry that we couldn't look. Okay, I'm sorry I couldn't leave your 
dispute on my credit report. Get them, get those things out of there. Because in my opinion, second to late payments being number one. Number two is having too many inquiries on your credit report. Makes you look desperate. Why are you trying to get so much credit? What's wrong with you? Why you need money? You bad with your finances? If I, you know, if I'm kicking it, and then you know, my guy come up like, hey. My marriage was asking asking for money. And he asked me for money. He asked someone for money. He asked Kamisha for money. He asked everybody for money, man. You know what I'm saying? And then and then he come up and ask me for money. Absolutely not. You ain't getting no money, bro. Something going on with you, Bree. You asking these these people for money. And that's the same way it looks with all these inquiries, man. For real. The the thing you want to do, you want to get to the point where Every inquiry that you have on your credit report, it developed into a financial or commercial relationship with that, you know, with that company or that financial institution. You need to have a corresponding line of credit or a corresponding credit card account that is associated with that inquiry. Because now, for number, you know, hey, let me give you a little caveat. You got a dispute. I mean, I'm sorry. You got a credit inquiry. On your credit report, let's say it's Capital One, you got the Platinum card, right? You know, you you out there firing off disputes, you're like, you know, you know and you get you get distracted or or something, you're not paying attention, and you dispute that Capital One inquiry that led to that Capital One card. Yeah, they're gonna cancel that joint. I, I'm you know I'm 99% sure, man. It's out of here. It's out 100% out of here. So be careful, you know, the, the the relationships that already exist, keep track of those inquiries and leave those alone, you know. I would say, you know, having more than four or five inquiries in a in a 24-month span is kind of pushing it. Now, you can definitely do it. You know, in the, in the first year or so, get up to, you know, seven or ten or so, right? But be strategic about it so that, you know, within 12 to 18 months, the majority of those or all of them fall off. They don't get there that long. It's for 24 to 36 months, my bad. A year, two years, two and a half years, all of them fall off if you're strategic about those inquiries, you know. But inquiry, having a lot of inquiries is a red flag, man. It's a red flag. Next is what they look at is the the history as far as what what is your oldest account. And what they actually do is they put all your accounts together and they find the median age of your accounts or the average age of your accounts. You know, so you know I, I've seen people have student loans on their on their credit for 15, 20, 25 years, right? They pay their student loan. They pay their final payment. They are happy. I paid my last student loan payment. And that loan, that student loan falls off their credit report. And they lose all that history. They lose 10, 20, 25 years of history. And their credit score decreases. And they're upset and confused. Yeah, man, that's that's how credit works. 
the, the, the oldest account you want to keep. So you want to be careful when you're getting your first two accounts. What is it? Credit one. They try to be like capital one, credit one. They're kind of predatory, you know? Um, I'm not saying stay away from them. I'm saying just be careful. You know, don't get any of their annual fee cards and, um, you know, watch out. Make sure you sign up for automatic payments or something with them peoples. But, you know, let's say you were to get one of those kind of predatory cards and a couple of years down the line, you um, cancel that card. Well, that would be one of your oldest credit accounts. So that would negatively affect your score. So you want to be strategic. You want to think about that. You want to look at, take, take some time. Now, there are a lot of different content providers with regards to the credit card game and how to get into credit card points and credit card rewards and the YOLO trips and stuff like that. And I think maybe you should look at that. Maybe you should, you know, credit card YOLO trips or something like credit card point trips or something in YouTube and check out a few of those videos and maybe get some inspiration and kind of have a goal of what you're trying to get. Because, you know, some people say, I want credit because I just want credit. Well, why do you want credit? And, you know, be strategic about it. And I'll tell you this, you know, it's for opportunity. It's, 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 it's to put less stress on, you know, finances, less stress on my mind. Um, as well as to take advantage of what may, um, may happen or may come about in the future. And for me, that's, that's, it's, you know, once you get to a certain level of credit, you you will wonder why you waited so long to work to get there. It is, you know, there's a certain amount of financial security, at least mentally, that comes along with having, you know, available credit at your disposal at any time. It really is. And knowing that, hey, man, I can just make the minimum payments, man. I can put this water heater, you know, what they say, two grand? Okay, I could put that on the on this credit card because you know I just you know the limits the limits five grand so whatever you know it's, or it's three grand so what you can I'll max this joint out this is an emergency and then I'll just pay the minimum payments and you know at least at least we got hot water and I ain't have to be all stressed out and 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 and, and possibly in arguments. <laughs> Because there's no hot water in the house, you know? So, what do we got? We got payment history, late payments, payment history. I would say number one, payment history, man. Uh, I would say inquiries. You got inquiries. Too many inquiries. You got age of credit. That's important. You know, the age of credit, that's a big factor. You know, you know most importantly, you want to you want to get all that negative stuff off your credit report. It's going to be almost impossible. Look, you may have attempted, I'm going to tell you just truth. Let me tell you the truth. You may have attempted to contract or hire a credit specialist or, you know, I don't know who it is. You know, I know there's a lot of them. You may have attempted to do such a thing. And, you know, maybe they were like, you know, hey, uh, you know, I need your credit report. I need to see your credit report, see what I'm working with. And you send them your credit report, and they never contact you again. You never hear from them again. It happens all the time. 
The reason why is because your credit is tore up and there's nothing they can do. Nothing. There's nothing they can do. Nothing. They take your money and then you be an angry customer for, you know, forever. Because, you know, there's nothing that they can do. And that's usually because, you know, you got you might have some check systems, you might have some collections, you got a bankruptcy on there. It's going to, you know, you got an eviction or something. It's going to be difficult. And, you know, dealing, dealing in, on that level with people who just really don't understand what's going on is a liability. I'm just going to be honest. It's a liability. So, you know, that's, that's the main, one of the main reasons, you know, why I'm doing this show is because, you know, I want to get you out of the level so that y'all can help yourself or at least at a level that you can help someone else help you and not tie their hands up, you know? So you got to understand the fundamentals. But and most importantly, I want you to understand why. What is the point of credit? Why does it matter? It matters because it's a part of financial independence in this economic system, whether you want it to be or not, whether you like it or not, you know? And it's it's a very powerful tool if you craft it and take care of it and refine it, that it will be at your disposal and you will be able to do things and, and have the opportunity for things that, you know, in some cases change lives. Let's be honest. They change lives. And, you know, I look at credit as like game. There's a thing called the credit game. And, you know, the biggest no-no is paying interest unless it's an actual emergency. But then, you know, people in the credit game say you're supposed to have an emergency fund. Let's be honest. Three to six months minimum, minimum three months of emergency money, which essentially is it's three months of expenses, whatever you, whatever you need per month to pay your rent, and your lights, and your gas, and your water bill, and, you know, the HBO now, and, you know, the Netflix, and the internet, and all that, you know, whatever that is every month, and the food, all of it, one month, what does that cost? Okay, you should have that times three minimum, preferably that times six, or that times 12. Otherwise, it's a high potential for you to get in trouble with the credit game. And, you know, that's that's not what I'm looking for. So, what we got here? What we got here? Okay, so, what is it called? Self, self.com. It used to be self-lender. I know. I used this on Junior. It works. Self-lender. But it's self.com. S-E-L-F.com. So they got to set up, you know, you, you pay a payment every month and the money that you pay them goes into like a savings account type-ish, but it counts as a, as a personal loan. It shows up on the credit as a personal loan. And after you make so many payments, they give you the option to do a credit card. And essentially, what, at first, they take the money you've been paying them every month for the personal loan that they're reporting on your credit, they take that money, 
use it as the security to secure the credit card that they offer you. So essentially, you have, a, you have a personal loan, and you have a secured credit card with the same company, but two things are reporting, and it's all happening with the same money. It's like $25 a month or 12 bucks. I don't remember exactly. I got to check it out. Make sure that you can handle it. But this, you know, is one of those things that it works. It, it's going to help. It's going to be positive credit reporting, especially for those if, you know, if your credit is burnt up. If it's burnt up, and you're trying to build it back up. Trying to you know hose it down and get you know get the embers from smoking, and you know this this I would say, you know, like I said, I used it with the junior, I used it with the, you know the pizzle, see pizzle, see purple and the cap, the cap, with the whoopty, I'm saying. So self S E L F used to be self lender. I rock I rock with them, they, you know that's what's up, that's what's up. What else you got? I already told y'all Coles. No rock with you. The Platinum Capital One will rock with you more than likely. You got to put in some work, though. You know? But, you know, Credit Credit One. I got that Platinum Bank card. You know, hey, I'm just telling you, these are the predatory ones. Credit One. But they'll rock with you, you know, if you, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're you know, if your history is on, on crutches. If your, if your credit score is on crutches, you know, credit one, credit one, they're, not, they're probably going to rock with you. You know, make sure you get a normal fee card because, you know, if you get, if they rock with you, you want to hold on to it for a while. You know, it's going to be one of them cards that, you know, I don't know, but once a year you pull it out your drawer and go buy some bubble gum with it or something and then put it back in the drawer and pay the bill. You know, you want that history. It's, you you got to think, you got to be strategic. I'm, I'm going to get some accounts. So I can establish history and I got to keep those accounts active and then I'm going to get some accounts so I can start playing the credit card game or I'm getting some accounts so I can start working on my financial uh, stability credit piece as long as the, you know, as well as with the, the savings piece, you know, Hey, you gotta have a plan next. You got the Capital One Bank Platinum MasterCard. You know what I mean? Capital One Bank Platinum MasterCard. Reports to Equifax. $500 to $2,500 credit increases in six months. So on and so forth, you know. It's a great place to start. You know, a lot of these these lower capital one, credit one, self, you know, they just want to see them, you know. They are there to build up your credit, but with very short history of positive payment with them, they will, you know, raise credit limits, possibly offer other credit products to you, so on and so forth. But that's you know that's 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 you know hey, hey. that's where you, that's where it starts just you know hey now maybe you're with the the crowd and you're like yo so I, my credit's my credit's lovely you know it's it's pretty dope I just like to learn some checking this out 
What about me? I, I'm going to tell you, I ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, keep going, because here's the thing. I'm going to tell you all something. You get these premium credit cards uh, or these upper tier credit cards and uh, I get them. I'm a points hunter right now. So if if there's an introductory offer for the points or whatever, you know, uh, I'll grab the card. I'll u- utilize the spend up to what's necessary to acquire those points. I pay off the credit card so I won't get no interest and I leave it at a zero balance. And what starts to happen is you start getting offers from the credit card companies that you already have cards with. And they send you stuff like offers, oh, you can use your credit limit that you have with us at 0% interest for 22 months or for 12 months or something like that. They'll send you checks. They'll send you, hey, use this check. If you use this check by this date, you get the promotional no interest until 2023. Things like that. Now, check this out. In this situation, let's say you you got a car that has a limit of fifteen twenty thousand dollars. You were thinking of buying a new car. That new car was going to be what seven grand, eight grand, let's say ten grand, right? It's it's a possibility that if you plan on paying that car off within within two years. And you can do that. You can write that check that they sent you. Have no interest for two years. You just got a car, basically a car loan at no interest by leveraging your credit with the credit card company. These are the things that I look for. You know, these are the types of situations that you're able to take advantage of when your credit is very good. They do these things. You have... You get to the point where you have a lot of available credit. Ask Yusuf. I bet Yusuf got millions of dollars in available credit, man. I bet you he does. Hands down. Hands down. Do you think that we are using all of the cards? No, we're not. It's mostly in the drawer or in the safe. Usually the credit card company will send you a letter. They'll say, hey, you haven't used your card, blah, blah, blah. If you don't use it by this day, we're going we're gonna to disconnect it. Okay, we'll pull it out the drawer, pull it out the safe. And go use it to fill up real quick or something. And then log, log on and pay the bill. And, you know, forget about it until the next year or two years, man. That's that's what you do. With the points hunting, you can put, oh, you get 100,000 points. You got 200,000 points. You get 8,000 points. New sign up. If you style dollars within the first three months. No problem. Not a problem at all. I can do that. You know, we got we got a family, got children. Look, they eat everything. They eat the doors off the hinges, man. Chew them off, man. Leave the metal nails. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> but you know what it is, you know. A lot of a lot of us, most of us, could do two thousand dollars in a month, man. That's like rent or mortgage. That doesn't even. I can't, that's not even counting food. So if you're strategic about it, you're able to take advantage of situations and get your hands on these cars and these situations, these uh, these points offers. 
and you, you build up your points. A lot of these points can be transferred to, you know, partners. You know, these credit card companies they got partnerships with airlines and hotels and stuff like that, right? So you got a bunch of hundreds, thousands of points, and this is where I'm at, right? So I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to do? I got a bunch of points. I got points everywhere. I got points I forgot about. I got points with Delta. I could fly Delta right now free anywhere in America right now. Probably in Puerto Rico or somewhere else right now. I wouldn't have to spend a dime. This is the yellow stuff I'm talking about, right? You got these points, you be strategic. You got these points, you got these reward points and stuff. You transfer some points to a hotel, transfer other points to the airlines. Now you're going to the Maldives, you're going to Bora Bora, you're going to South of France for a price that you can afford. Maybe even for free. You just got to, you know, jump on the plane, go to the hotel, you got to pay for food, taxi, maybe the rental car, something like that, depending on how you do it. And, of course, there's more benefits than that. But this, you know, hey, this is what I'm partaking in right now. You know, it's, it took work. It took years of work. And, you know, these are some of the things that I did. But most importantly, I had to understand what credit is, what it's usali- utilized for, and how it's misused. And understand the actual reasons why credit exists. And then be responsible and mature with my decisions involving credit and I've been rewarded exponentially exponentially you get to a point like I said you got so much available credit it's crazy you can you can charge 10 grand on a card and your utilization go from 1% to 1.3% or 1% to 5% or something like that 1% to 3% 0% to 3% and that's another thing utilization utilizing more of your credit is negative in the eyes of lenders. So if they pull your credit and you got two credit cards, let's say you got two credit cards, each of them is $10,000, and one is maxed out almost, you know, say it's got $4,900 on it, and the other one has got four grand on it. Man, look, your utilization is way too high, which is an indication in a lot of situations that once your utilization gets high, once your debt's start getting to a certain level you start looking like you're possibly a risk for default or for bankruptcy credit card companies and banks hate those two words default and bankruptcy so utilizing too much of your credit is negative yeah I mean it's crazy it's counterintuitive you gave me credit but I use it you want to penalize it before yeah because it looks like you're about to lose it all bro Looks like you can't pay your bills. It's it's steadily stacking up. Your your credit card bills is going higher and higher. It looks like you look like you might stop paying really soon. Now you know how it is. The homie owe you money. You don't see the homie. He don't call you. Every time you see him, oh, I'm gonna pay you that money, man. I'm gonna pay you that money, man. But you don't see him. You know, you money, he everywhere. He all over at the barbecue. Pass, pass me the corn. Can you pass me the corn? Same thing with lenders. They understand what it is. This is human nature we're dealing with. So, you got to get some collections off. You got to get a secured card. Your credit history. Your inquiries. Your utilization. And your age of accounts, very important points. 
Now, I'm not a professional. I don't know, man. You know, maybe I'll do another show on credit and maybe go a little bit more deep into, you know, my experience and what I did. You know, my son's mom was like, what'd you do? I ran his credit to get him a car. His credit score is over is over in the 730. My credit score has never been that high. Yep. He's a successor. You, you got to, you know, hey, what do you expect? So, you know, I trust that you've learned something, you know, this evening on the foundation. You know, hey, man, you know, I do this for y'all. I love y'all for real. For real. This is, you know, hey, I choose to do this. I don't have to. I don't want no cookies or no crackers or no rewards or trophies or anything for it either. I'm just being honest, man. You know, I trust that y'all were able to gain something on this episode of the foundation, the personal credit episode. You know, uh, I think we, I think one of the biggest issues with us not being responsible in certain areas, let's say specifically for credit, let's stay on point for our lack of responsibility when it comes to credit is due to lack of knowledge and instruction I don't know, no one told me as well as lack of understanding or comprehension of the different benefits of having good credit and available credit and being responsible with your credit a lot of people think oh it's another responsibility now I gotta go to work I gotta take care of my kid and then you know and I got yeah man yeah it's worth it though I'm telling you it's worth it I can speak from experience it's worth it man it's worth it you get your credit popping I'm telling you maybe federal will give you 25 bands they give you 25 bands it'll change your life it'll change your credit life once that thing starts reporting get a couple months man watch watch the limits you start getting on credit cards man once you get your first credit card at $2,500 that's a milestone once you get your first credit card limit, I don't care if it's a credit card or you get the limit up to $25,000, I'm going to say that's the first milestone. And your first limit of $5,000, that's the next milestone. And then the next, the next milestone should go from $5,000 to $25,000. I'm telling you, because if you got $5,000 uh, credit limit on a credit card, you need to go to Navy Federal and apply for that. They don't want to give you 25 bands, I'm telling you. You get 25 bands, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You're going to start getting blue, blue, blue. Woo! Woo-wee! I ain't lying. It's going down. I'm going to do with the... I'm doing it with the junior right now. With the C-Pizzle. Right now. Right now. I'm excited. Teaching my children. Teaching those close to me. You know, those that are listening. I'm not wasting my my energy on those that aren't interested or, you know, just because I feel like they need it or they deserve it or you smart enough, you can get this. Those are my wants. Those are my desires. Sometimes people ain't just, they're not down. They ain't, they ain't with it. Regardless of what, what benefits you foresee for them, I don't waste my efforts on those people. I've learned to conserve my energy in those situations. I suggest you do as well because, you know, when you come across information, you come across things that can help people. I can benefit them. Your natural reaction is to want to share it. But inherently, due to the type of society that we've come up in, 
the types of families that we may have been born into and raised in, the types of interactions we've had with authority or so-called authority figures in this so-called society from school to police officers to government officials. These things all have an effect is what I'm trying to say. And it's tough to think about credit. It's tough to be concerned with credit. It's tough to really care. But trust me, trust me, trust me. It's one of those things, you know, I say, you know, once you go private, you learn this trust information, it'll change your life. It's a lifestyle. I feel like having bomb credit is part of that lifestyle. Every, I'm going to tell you, every successful private man or woman has a structure, whether it's the individual or some sort of corporate structure that has bomb credit. I'm telling you, at least a few. Minimum, but minimum one, whether it's a, an LLC or a corporation or an individual or maybe a CPM or whatever. All, every successful man or woman, I'm going to say successful, somehow have access or control of something that has bomb credit. I mean, it's, it's something that we can all achieve, you know. So I trust that, you know, I was able to, you know, put a little perspective to the personal credit with this personal credit episode, I wasn't trying to go too deep and get all, you know, uh, specific and, and, and def- use words that you got to look at the definitions and stuff like that. You know, I, I kind of want to keep it, you know, hey, like as we having a conversation, you know, sitting sitting over here, you know, we on the couch, you know, pass it to the left, son, and then let's talk about this credit. But, you know, I suggest that you check out the show, review the show, you know, and if you have any questions, which uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a, I'm not a professional, but uh, if you have any questions, you know, email me, uh, let's, let's book, let's set up a consultation, you know, admin at welcome to the foundation.com and, uh, you know, we can set up a consultation. You can set up a consultation at welcome to the foundation.com as well, but, you know, Let's do a consultation. Let's 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 discuss it as well as you know. Let's discuss why I think going private and you know maybe starting a family business is the right decision for you. <laughs> but you know I am here to inform, not to sell. I'm not selling anything. You know, I'm like trying to close the sale. You got to close. Look, I don't care. You know, do your dance. Either way, I'm gonna be fine. And so are mine. I just want you to be fine. So you know. With that being said, let me wrap this up. I trust that y'all enjoy the show, you know. You gain something from it, as I trust and hope that you do every time you check out the show, The Foundation, here on High Frequency Radio Network, you know. Congratulations to the five-year giveaway winner, five-year anniversary, y'all. It's been over five years of the foundation. This man, that's crazy. Woo wee! Time flies when you're working really hard and going through life. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> when you're enjoying yourself and you know doing your best to help your people. So y'all have a good, great day. Enjoy yourself. Y'all have a great night, great evening. You know, wherever, I don't know what time of day it is. You checking this out? But you know, I appreciate you checking out the show. I hope you were able to gain. 
some information, glean, glean something from it, and then you know utilize it. Don't just sit on it. You know, put it put it to action. That's that's the other half of it. You know, one thing is knowing something; the other thing is doing. So you know, do that, and also you know the three Bs. You know, I've said it in a while, but you know you got to believe first, and you got to begin. You got to start and keep going, and you can become whatever you want to be. Trust me, I've done it many times in my life, and. I'm going to be honest. The hardest part, first hardest part is believing because, you know, all those negative thoughts that I get in my mind, I'm sure you do too, which is normal. You just got to fight them junts. And the second part is, you know, not necessarily beginning, but continuing once I reach some adversity or something like that. But, you know, hey, you keep going, eventually you get there. And then that's an achievement. It's something that can't be taken from you. And you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor, of your, your perseverance of your dedication and your consistency. And I, if I could, I would let everyone sample, you know, you got a raw sample, you want to sample? You're like, nah, man, what, what, what do you do? Put your fingers on it, your fingers. But if I could give you a sample of that feeling, I would definitely would. Cause I feel like it would be motivating for a lot of people. If they just knew, Oh, like I could feel like that for my achievement for doing something like, yeah. And those of you who have, Achieved big things that you thought you couldn't in your life. You know what I'm talking about. I want that for all of you. And, you know, I do my best to provide instruction to, you know, provide stepping stones so that, you know, you're able to get there. So with that being said, I love y'all. I missed y'all last week, but I'm here this week. It's good to see you again. It's like an old friend. Old friend that you always see every time you see him, they got the cognac in their hand. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but y'all, y'all have a great week. You know, enjoy yourself. Definitely enjoy yourself. Make sure you check out Welcome to the Foundation dot com. You know, check out all the offerings. There are the offer. You know, peruse the site. I like it. You know, I like the way it's designed. I like the colors, the logo. You know, keeping it fresh. But yeah, definitely check us out. Sign for that email list. Check us out on. You know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're on YouTube, too. You can check out the archive shows on YouTube. If you do the YouTube dance, just do a search for the Foundation Soap L or something like that. There's a lot of foundations everywhere. It's crazy. I, was, I didn't think about that when I named, <laughs> named the trust the foundation. I was like, oh, you know, foundation. You know, change the foundation of financial education. You know, I was... uh. <laughs> I was uh, optimistic, I guess. It wasn't logical, but it is what it is. But yeah, you know, check us out. Wherever you can check us out at. And, you know, catch you next week. But y'all, y'all enjoy yourself. You know, take care of yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night as it is very important. And uh, remember, you know, if don't nobody love y'all, just know I love you, man. If don't nobody love you, just know I love you, sister. I got you. You got this. You know, it's always going to get better. Keep moving forward. But y'all, y'all, I'll catch y'all next week. Y'all enjoy yourself. Like I said, um, I'm not on the same network, same time, same day. Well, not the same day. Wednesday. It's going to be Wednesday. But it's going to be on the hottest radio network on the planet. High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, So L, Seeker of Truth L. Speaker of Truth L, and it has been a pleasure as it always is. Y'all, y'all go be marvelous. 
And I'll catch you next week. Peace to the gods. We're doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.